Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and I'm again joined today by Todd Armstrong. Todd is the creator of the Goodness Over Darkness podcast, and he's going to tell us a little bit more about what goes on in that podcast and also how he found God, something I refer to as source, but how he found God and what it can do for you. Now, don't switch off if you're not religious. Don't worry, you're still going to get a lot out of this episode. We do try and bring you such a wonderful mix of guests and Todd is really going to give us some uh, some wow moments in this episode. Welcome back, Todd. Well, thank you for having me and I love being here. I, you are so kind and it is a very nice feeling to have someone who's so kind giving so many compliments so thank you so much thank you that was such a compliment now look we did kind of touch on it in 131 and i've just said in the intro if people aren't particularly religious or don't believe in god or what i call source or universe there is something out there like i'm not discounting that there obviously is something out there what I'm seeing lately with the world being, well, a little bit on its head, to put it politely, um, many people just feel really shunned by the idea that there could be a source or a creator or a God or, you know, like why are people turning on each other? And I've certainly discussed this in previous episodes that community is the greatest thing that you can have, family you know, belonging and unity and turning your back on people because of their beliefs is damaging not only to them but to you. So I guess what I'm trying to get at here is how can people connect to something if they're feeling really disconnected at the moment? Okay. And, yeah, when uh, so I use the word God, you know, you like to use the word source. That's just, uh, uh, they're just words. They're just human words. They don't mean anything. They're just words that we use to describe the things that we're thinking. And that's just a common way for us to understand. So if someone's turned off by the word God, I'm sure that there's something that happened in your past that uh, probably a religious establishment has turned you off to it for some reason or another. So I would try to just help you look at maybe why am I triggered by certain words or why does it give me a certain feeling and make peace with whatever happened to you before so that it doesn't bring you 
that source of contention any further. Uh, so with God or source being, how can we get in touch with it? And, and how come all of this craziness is going on if there's an all-loving God that can, has the ability to change anything on a whim? You know, why does this happen? Well, we all have free will and we reap what we sow or we have karma. Things come back to us that we do. And we only really learn these things through experience and having the revelation or the understanding that, oh, I'm doing this. My, I'm co-creating in this life. And what I do say and think actually comes back to me in one form or another. So when we have things so hectic, it's God is, it has these algorithms that he built into this place that we live in so that it shows us ourselves. This entire universe is a mirror to us. So everything that comes your way is the energies you're putting out and they're boomeranging back to you. So when someone's in community, like you said, in a, a unity of uh, loving and helping, well, that person's going to receive love and help. And we can see this very simply when we look at some of our friends and some of them are very popular and everybody just seems to love these people. And then you have other people who just seem to be very negative and off-putting. And you can see how those people are the people who are loved are bringing that love in because they're genuinely loving other people. And you can see how the off-putting people are putting people off. So when that person is then communicating with someone else, they're being put off themselves. They're thinking in terms of what they do to others because everyone has this ego and it's not something we can really get rid of, but we all have an ego and we kind of just naturally assume that what we're doing, everyone else is doing. So when you see someone who is, uh, you know, some kind of hustler that is trying to steal from people or trying to get over on somebody, that they're always looking for someone to be getting over on them. So they're looking for it because they're doing it. So they find it and they only see life through that lens and that's just one example we can do this with anything positivity negativity you name it and you can bring it into your existence so how can we get in touch with god source creator uh, the universal energy that has given life to everything right how can we get in touch with it well it all exists within you we all have a moral compass that we can then know good and bad. That is the only way we actually know good from bad. And there is, it is a perspective type thing, but there is good and there is bad. You know, when we see a grandma crossing the street and she's taken forever, we can honk her horn, we can run her over, or we can sit there patiently. Everyone knows the difference between the good, the bad, and the evil there. So there's obviously something that we all share that we inherently know what's good, what's bad, and what's evil. Now, good and bad, they're kind of just perspective things because uh, like we talked about in the last episode, what might be good for my diet might be bad for your diet. So that's a perspective thing. But 
what's good and what's evil, they are not perspective things. They are moral things. And we all share the same moral compass because we're all made from the same God. So this moral compass that lives inside of us is God. And this is what directs us in doing the right things. This is why we feel shame. We feel guilt when we do things that are wrong, because it is the God within us is being hurt. You are hurting God by hurting yourself, by hurting others, because we are all one. And what we do to ourselves, we do to others. What we do to others, we do to ourselves. So it is greatly important that we try to appease our moral compass because our moral compass is us is god is everyone else it's how we telepathically communicate with other people it's how we can be empathic and feel their feelings about what we're doing or what we're about to do or what we're about to say we can all walk into a room where two people were just fighting and we can feel the tension and we can know something happened that that we don't we don't actually know what happened, but we can sense something is off. That is because that is our moral compass going off and saying something, some energy in this room isn't right. And that's our psychic ability. That is our moral compass going off in our minds. So when we walk past trash and we have the thought to pick it up, pick it up and you will start to recalibrate your moral compass. When you do anything that sends your moral compass off, making you feel shame or guilt, well, go undo that thing. And that may be because you just yelled or cursed at somebody. Go apologize immediately. When you're wrong and you know you're wrong, don't defend your position. Instead, apologize and see what happens. That Those simple things is how you start getting in touch with the creator because that creative life force lives within all of us. And the only way to actually get in touch with it is to recalibrate your moral compass in this immoral world that leads us astray the way to do it is simple things like that to get in touch with yourself again totally now what kind of stuff do you cover in your podcast because people are probably thinking oh maybe i should pop over and listen to todd's podcast but what am I going to get? So can you tell us some of the topics that you cover there? Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that uh, your audience here enjoys what I'm saying and wants to come check out my podcast, Godcast, the Goodness Over Darkness podcast. Uh, so on there, I really cover the, I mean, I cover the gamut of it's goodness over darkness in all forms. So there's sometimes where I talk to people about uh, mental health, there's sometimes I talk to people about addiction. There's a lot of storytelling, you know, like maybe an AA, NA type of feel, not necessarily drugs or alcohol specifically, but just get telling your story and having others hear it so that it helps them. You know, we do a lot of spiritual awakening, do a lot about uh, people being saved by Jesus and their connection with Jesus. I, I do a lot of different uh covered up history with tartaria if you're not familiar with that that's a you know it's a big one that's been popping up lately we don't cover the current day affairs all that much because 
it'll get you banned and censored everywhere. And because so many other people are doing it, I'm not really interested in that. I want to know like the weird stuff that's going on in the world and the background of everything. So like, well, I just covered giants with LA Marzulli. You know, we were talking about the giants, fallen angels, Nephilim, uh, different skulls that he has uh, uncovered. Uh, yeah. So we cover all sorts of different conspiracy theory type stuff as well. Just really, I run the gamut. I don't hold anything back and I allow my guests to come on and speak their expertise or their experience, and we just have a good time going back and forth. Brilliant. I am going to pop over and have a listen, so definitely. And I'm glad you brought up Tartaria. It's not something I've actually researched, but I have a couple of friends who have. And... For my own curiosity, and, and maybe the listeners are thinking this and not asking anyone either, or maybe they haven't heard of Tartaria, how could people in civilizations before our current civilization have power and energy to their homes and how could large-scale buildings be built that we're told, certainly here in Australia, I'm thinking of one in particular, we're told a certain building that our government occupy at the moment um, was built after the convicts came here. But what they actually did was there was one stonemason that came over and he was put to death. So how could these big grand buildings be built with no knowledge of stonemasonry like, obviously, it was already here. Right. <laughs> so here comes Tartaria. So how can you explain that to the listeners? Okay. Well, so on my website, if you go to my blog, I have an article titled WTF is a Tartarian, where it's a, a nine-page essay on kind of just the brief overview of what it is because tartaria is an umbrella term that so many other things exist under and like you're saying the the architecture the old world architecture that doesn't make any sense in the mainstream narrative that our governments our museums our high schools universities all these different things inhabit nowadays it's very strange and they tell us it's greco-roman and it was built in two to three years the world's fairs get into there because uh, it's just so much to it. And I've covered it extensively on my podcast. I've had on some of the foremost uh, leading researchers on that topic. If you go to the playlist on my YouTube channel, uh, so the YouTube channel, Goodness Over Darkness, I have a playlist called Covered Up History. And I think I have about 13 episodes in there uh, that you guys will really get a grasp for if you go watch that playlist. Um, so, how could they have energy? Uh, that was one of the questions you asked. Well, this ether that we have, so we think of energy in the terms of, you know, plugging something in. Well, imagine that you don't need to do that, that it's actually just for show, that we're plugging things in just to appear like we're doing something, right? So just take that for example, you know, it's not that we aren't actually doing it, you know, we need to do it, but we could actually manipulate the ether without having to plug something in that the energy exists already in the ether 
and uh, science calls it dark matter to an, uh, an extent. And there's different cymatics uh, I mentioned in the last episode. So there's different cymatic patterns that if you look into cymatics, you take a speaker uh, and it has to be a very large speaker and you can take a metal pan, you put it on top of the speaker, you sprinkle some kind of granular on it, salt, sand, sugar, something like that. And you play different frequencies that granular will just arrange itself in a different unique pattern as you change the frequency so will the granular it will change right in front of your face so when we look at churches and this is a big part of it the the cathedrals if you will cathedrals but cathodes you know cathodes are energy they're used for energy so if you take out the glass panes from these cathedrals they're actually in cymatic patterns and now the wind is the breath of god right is yahweh if we're talking in terms of 1500s in europe well that wind comes in through that cymatic pattern and they would have maybe an organ hooked up not hooked up but pushed right up against the window so now the the wind is coming in the breath of god's coming in and it's coming through the cymatic pattern into the organ and the organ is playing music then and now people are being healed in these healing centers which we now call churches because we took away the organs or we moved them and we covered up the windows and now what they were saying in different uh, religious texts mean something completely different to us because we don't have the understandings that they did about energy and how things just flow through there's also a lot of different copper pieces and uh mercury uh there's so many different scientific based evidences that on top of all these old architecture buildings it's just energy was just running dinging from one place to the, the next with all these different crosses or the crescent moons that they have they're actually symbols that are used in energies uh in these different scientific energetic patterns so then we're just given religion which actually is better off just being called tradition uh, if you just lose that word religion you'll understand much more what it's supposed to mean which is tradition and you take out you know the separation of all the different uh religions and you start to look at each of them have a different piece to the whole puzzle then you start to see that something was there that existed that was beautiful that helped everybody and it was free flowing energy and it was a loving environment and we were all helping one another to then something came in here divided us and had us fight about our different pieces of the puzzle and said our piece is right they said their piece is right and then you we choose sides and that's what they've been doing more and more is just further dividing us further dividing us getting our puzzle pieces smaller and smaller and smaller but once you start to look at how simple things would have been back a few hundred years ago not very long ago that it makes a lot more sense when you start to look at all the different things of how there was a whole different type of society that we're completely unaware of
Wow, we could talk for hours on this, couldn't we? We might oh, yeah. have to organize another one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm down for it. Yeah, it's it's a mighty heavy topic. It is. Listeners, you can get in touch with Todd and everything he does, including his podcast, on the website www.emmanuelkingman.com. That's a capital I, capital K. This was your episode 132, talking all things Tartaria, energy, amazingness, and more. Thank you, Todd, for joining us. It's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been quite the honor to be here. So thank you very much, Miss Magic Barkley. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Listeners, thank you so much for your time today. In episode 133, I have Nicole Stanfield talking about creating a sustainable work-life balance. So for all you entrepreneurs out there, for all you nine-to-fivers who it ends up being an eight-to-eighter, you know, this is something that you really need to hear. Thank you again for your time. Go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.